0: Welcome to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast with your host Heather Mann. Hello my beautiful friends and welcome back to the Human Design and Astrology for a New Paradigm podcast. My name is Heather and this is the 39th episode of the show. I'm recording this on Saturday, the 29th of August, and today we're going to be exploring September of 2020 in all of its glory, um, doing an energy forecast for the month ahead. Uh, Before we get into that, I do just have a little bit of housekeeping first, which we haven't done in a little while. So, last week on the show, I said that I wanted to give my website more life to it, um, make it more me, and just make it feel more energetically representative of me in my entirety and so that's what I've kind of started to do this last week when I've had a little bit of extra time um just like changing around some of the words changing some of the links uh changing how things are set up um the main thing that will impact you guys though is that I've decided to give myself a break from doing the 30 minute recorded readings um which were like a combination human design and astrology reading that was you know I would record and then send to your email um yeah I've just put those on hold while I'm at full time uni um so they should be back in December hopefully depending on how my classes go but if you do want to be notified when I bring them back then just sign up to my email list cuz I'm sure I'll send something out then but yeah the major reason is like well a I don't have a lot of time to do that right now and More than that, like the last thing I feel like doing right now, you know, as you know, my city, Melbourne, we've been on lockdown, um, pretty much isolated for the last six months, except for June. Um, So the last thing I feel like doing right now is spending more of my time speaking to a blank screen that doesn't speak back to me. You know, it's really those face to face, like well, virtual face to face readings and the classes that I do have virtually face to face. They're, they're what are giving me life um, right now and, you know, truly that's what's lighting me up and that's what's feeling correct for my spleen right now. And we're going to talk about the spleen today too. But yeah, right now it is the face-to-face readings that really I'm feeling truly connected to and my spleen just says that's what's good for now. So if you do want to book a reading with me, I have, um, I think it's three spots left in the first two weeks of September and then plenty for the rest of the month. Um, so the link to book or get more information, I'll put that in the show notes and I can't wait to, you know, explore you through the lens of human design and astrology. Um, the other thing that I updated on my website that, you know, what, this is the part that's going to sound probably really strange and out there to people, but whatever. Um, I felt really energetically disconnected from my prices because they were in U S dollars and I live my life in Australian dollars. And so the prices felt like they had no life to me. They had no spark within it. Um, And so thank you. I to Google, I figured out how to change my Squarespace into using Australian dollars rather than U S dollars. So all the goodies on there, they're still the same price. Um, via a price converter, uh, you know, that I'm sure a dollar or two might get lost in translation, but instead they're in Australian dollars and these prices just feel more energetically resonant with me. Again, it's going to sound so weird, but maybe you've experienced something like this too. And, you know, literally on the day after I changed it over to Australian dollars, I had two new clients book readings with me, which is just a cool little proof in the pudding of finding energetic resonance with your website and with your prices, uh, when it comes to having your own business. So I just wanted to add that in there for anyone else who does a similar kind of thing or has their own business or is feeling disconnected from their prices. Um, so I think that's it for the businessy type housekeeping. Um, now I want to get into speaking about the spleen. So, you know, feeling all those people who have splenic authority, feeling there is prick up. But for anyone with a defined spleen, this is going to apply to you. So listen up to what I'm going to say. Okay, so your defined spleen, it provides you with this instinctual present moment, intuitive information, your energy field. It's constantly assessing the environment you are in and every piece of energy that is happening in the world currently right now and then right now, you know, energy has the potential to change every single second based off of one decision or you know one anything really that whole thing of the butterfly flapping its wings and that setting in motion a series of events that can change the future um change timelines it's that kind of thing and your defined spleen it's so hyper tuned into those kind of really subtle energetic shifts Uh, with everything that's going on in the world in that exact moment. And, you know, so is an undefined spleen, but in a different kind of way. So with the defined spleen, especially if it's your authority, you might find, you know, you might find it a little weird getting to know this splenic authority. I know I have. Um, you know, one day you're getting this intuitive hit to do something and you're so certain and you're going to go do it and you're about to go do it. But then your mind jumps in and tells you, oh, no, it's too risky. And so you end up not doing it. Like your mind kind of takes over from that. That's that spleen knowing. And then the next few days, um, you know, your mind's gained courage. You've talked your mind around to it to actually do this thing. And then that in intuitive hit it's no longer a full body yes like your spleen is no longer saying yes in fact you kind of feel a little bit resistant to the thing that you wanted or you want to do or you wanted to say or the person that you want to speak to or whatever it is and so you hold back um and then suddenly one night next week you're like okay now it's time and so you do it either that or your mind hesitates again and this process continues so you might be feeling confused Um, when it comes to splenic authority like why is my intuition so all over the place like how can something feel so right one day and then completely wrong for me the next day and it is because your spleen it's picking up on these subtle shifts in the energetic plane of the earth your spleen tells you the exact time that the energy is correct for you to do something or say something or whatever it is so if you get a no from your body at one moment to do something that you know you want to do or something that you want to buy it doesn't mean that it isn't right for you it just means that your senses so the spleen into the spleen type of intuition is connected to the sense of sight taste smell so on um, these senses have made an assessment of the current energetic state of the planet Uh, related to what it is that you think you want to do and said, just not now, you know, not, not ever, just not now. The timing is not right, right now. So I'll use a personal example because this is going to seem like a little bit out there, but you know, I know this podcast is a safe space to be a little bit strange. Again, it's my podcast, so I shouldn't, shouldn't hide my weirdness, whatever. Um, Okay. So I want to buy this pretty, Expensive to me, big ticket item right now. And I know that at some point I will have it. Like I've sort of made that energetic connection with the thing and I know it's coming. I know I will purchase it. But my sensible mind and my intuitive hits from the spleen, they need to come to a place of peace where they're like sort of on the same path at the same time. They kind of they need to find a moment where they agree or at least have consensus. And that is when I will do it. That is when that thing and I will kind of be in energetic resonance, so to speak. And this has happened many times in the last year or so that I've truly been like deeply working to embody and reside within my design. So first, my mind, like when I thought about purchasing this thing the first time, first, my mind was like, it's too expensive. Um, but my spleen was like screaming, you know, do it, do it, do it. Um, but my mind won that time, you know, often the mind wins the first time. Um, okay. And then. Then I came into some money and I went to go buy it. But when I put my hand on my spleen, which is sometimes what I'll do sometimes when I have a decision to make, just put my hands in the place where my spleen is in my body approximately and, you know, just ask, is this a yes or a no? Um, and so I did that and it said, not now. It's not the right time. The moment's not right. And, you know, past me would have ignored that and gone with my mind you know thinking it was just my fear talking and sort of pushed through and purchased it but now what i'm coming to understand is that it was just that either i wasn't in the right energetic space to buy this thing just now or something was not quite in place in the fabric of the universe uh this to be the most i don't know like nourishing purchase possible for me at this specific moment does that make sense i know i know it sounds pretty out there but you know just play around with it Um, there was one night last week when the timing did feel intuitive, intuitively, right. And I even put the thing into my shopping cart on the internet and, you know, was gonna get it. I was all there. My spleen was on board, but then my mind jumped in again and made me second guess it. And then the timing was off. Uh, and so I'm just waiting patiently for that moment when the timing feels totally right and my mind is at peace and on board and silent because I know that is going to feel best when I actually do purchase that. Like I'm going to f- have the most positive incur- um, experience. So does that make sense for people with a defined spleen? Like let me know if you can relate to that because yeah, this is just how I experience my splenic authority. <clears throat> oh yeah. The other thing that I wanted to touch on. Um, so for people who are listening to this podcast, like, cause you kind of want to get to know more about your human design chart, or even learn how to read human design for yourself, or even just for your friends and family. Um, I've started doing a little game on the human design gates on Instagram. So I know a lot of you want to know and understand the gates within your human design chart a lot more, and it can be really tricky to understand some of the quite lofty information on it in books and on the internet so because I believe in learning through embodiment and learning through real life I've started posting a little bit about the gate that the sun is currently in on my Instagram stories so the sun moves gates in human design every five to six days it's you know this is like tracking the sun in astrology like you'd say you know the sun's now in Virgo the sun's now in Libra etc or whatever um except you track it through the human design gates as it moves through the human design body graph. And so every five or six, five to six days, as the sun moves, I'm going to post a little bit about the gate and then a couple of questions for you to journal on regarding how this gate is showing up in your life right now. Um, you know, to get to know that energy on a deep embodied personal level you can also you know journal on people in your life that have that gate uh, to sort of see how that plays out in other people's life so it's like self-exploration activity too it's going to be fun and then it'll i'll also be doing just a little affirmation for us to affirm to the universe that we are going to embody the healthiest expression of that gate the best that we can um, on this particular day so It is. It's learning human design through your life, through yourself. And if you want to play with that, all you have to do is come find me. Um, I'm at Heather Mann and I will, you know, if you've missed out on the first couple of gates or whatever, I'll be saving them all to my story highlights just under like gates or something. So whichever ones you've missed, it doesn't matter. They'll be all there when you're ready to come play. Okay, so let's get into the forecast without further ado. September um so resilience and bouncing back are the words that come into my mind when i like tune into the energy of september as a whole i see i'm seeing in my mind like the imagery of a little beetle those ones with those really tough outside shells and maybe like pincers that can fly you know they're tiny and you could underestimate them but they're tough and they have this inbuilt ability to lift themselves fly away out of danger or away from predators this this month like the first three weeks of this month um, it's Virgo season and so this is toughness Virgo is so tough and you would be wrong to underestimate somebody with a lot of Virgo in their chart um, or a strong Virgo influence people with that Virgo energy they've lived lives you know lived a long life with this internal voice that kind of tends to analyze everything and everyone and especially themselves for what is not good this has led them to develop a lot of inner strength they've had to um and sometimes this strength it becomes kind of like an impenetrable impenetrable shell in a bad way in that you know they'll become extra defensive and see everybody else outside of them as the problem Um, seeing everybody else's problems too highlighted you know that really critical voice that we've all had a Virgo turn upon us at some particular point in our lives and it doesn't feel great Um, because you know there are those Virgos who are unwilling to face the voice of not good enough that actually lives inside themselves or uh, they use this internal voice that they've had to live with to build strength and courage there's You know, there's nothing you can say to a Virgo that they haven't thought or said about themselves. And that gives them this really, like, really intense, powerful resiliency. Once you, you know, for a Virgo, like, once you can see and own and know that you are inherently imperfect, um, and if Virgos can then find that strength within themselves to love themselves anyway, despite all those perceived inadequacies that their mind will keep throwing at them. You can be the most resilient person on earth. There's nothing life can throw at you that you can't stand up in the face of because you're like, well, I've been through worse. Uh, You keep responding to life's trials and challenges and know that you've made it through worse. And so, of course, you can make it through this. This is the energy that we're working with these first three weeks of September. Virgo as an archetype also needs time alone. And so this could be... A really good time to just take a little bit of a break, a breather. Virgo needs time to recuperate. Um, Again, this archetype, it's chosen to take on the role, so let's not call it a burden, Virgo. Like, take that chip off your shoulder. Um, They might call it a burden, but it's just their role. Like, they've taken on the role of fixing, on the earthly plane, what is wrong with the world. What's wrong with people? What's wrong with day-to-day things? Um, Taking on this role of fixing, you know, you know, this energy, it might act like it's a burden, but you give a Virgo something for them to make better or to improve. And you really give them life, like see their eyes light up, see them sparkle. You give them something to improve and work on or ask them what you could be doing better. They love it. They secretly love it. Even if they might act like it's a burden and like, oh, must I do everything? A little part of them is like, "Mm, so good. Keep it coming. Um, Especially the Virgo projectors in your life. Okay, So one of my best friends is a Virgo sun and she's a projector. And when I ask her for advice, you should see her face go into this concentration mode. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, I love it. It's very cute. This archetype wants nothing more than to make your life easier and better. They simplify. And this is how they show you love um, by making. And this might feel like even though to them it's simplifying, often their advice that they give is going to feel quite harsh and maybe difficult and cumbersome to you. You're just like, oh, do I really have to do that? Because they're just like, well, if you just like clean the dishes, you have a clean house, clean mind, you'd be able to then go get this done and go get this done. Um, you know so it's not that soft kid in love um if you're needing that then go find like a nice cancer friend but if you need like tough love that's like okay how are we gonna get your shit together today find your virgo okay so yeah virgo show love by making sure that you have everything you need by making sure you leave behind anything that you do not need um i did a video on instagram a few days ago about what I feel is a very special relationship that exists between Scorpio and Virgo. Um, So I feel like we are the most internally tortured souls of the Zodiac, Um, but we really balance each other out in beautiful ways. You know, Scorpio pulling Virgo out of their own minds and Virgo reminding Scorpio that they could waste their time falling into despair and getting super intense and freaking out about everything and making everything a much bigger deal than it needs to be. Or they could just do the dishes and take the first step to actually achieving something, like put their feet back on the ground. Um, So, yes, I grew up with strong Virgo energy. My mum and dad have between them um, four and three planets in Virgo. And growing up, and even a year ago, I just couldn't deal with it. But I have been living with them again pretty much since lockdown started. I moved back in in April. And it's been really interesting. It's been a really interesting case study into the Virgo archetype. Like, I feel like I'm learning to bring lightness and laughter uh, to it, learning how to deal with it by making them laugh at themselves Uh, just every time they lose their minds. And when I don't like wipe the grated carrot off the bench, I'll just be like, okay, Virgo. Um, And we can all have a little bit of laugh. And then they can laugh at me when I get intense and controlly and Scorpio-ish and tell them that they shouldn't eat so much food uh like junk food and you know sometimes i'll even try and hide the food from them you know and i'm just we're just kind of showing each other like for me as a scorpio controlling and manipulating you into eating healthier food it's how i show you i love you sometimes and for them um telling me my food is burning when i've left the face when I've, you know, left the, um, stove on while I've left the face of the planet to ponder whatever deep Scorpio thoughts I'm currently stuck in and pondering. And though them reminding me of that is annoying to me because I'm just like, Ugh, I can cook my own food. Like just leave me in my world. You know, it's how they show love. And so it just is really, um, complimentary. These two signs, I don't think they get enough, uh, credit for how, compatible we are in like a weird weird way okay so this virgo energy it's the wave that we're riding in september moving into september so how has any of what i've said so far felt in your body like where in your life could you stand to call in a little bit more resilience or a softening of this eternal shell that you've maybe worn this chip on your shoulder um you know, start to look at everything that you criticize in other people and bring in a bit more forgiveness about their imperfections. And in turn, maybe you'll start to forgive yourself too. We have a full moon in Pisces on September 2nd at 10 degrees of Pisces. Um, So the mechanics behind a full moon is that the sun and the moon will be opposing each other. Astrology can be viewed as a series of six pairs of polarities with each pair highlighting each other's differences and also highlighting shadows and gifts that are otherwise hidden within each one. They shine shine a light on one another. And twice a year, this polarity will be spotlighted during a full moon. Uh, So we have one full moon for each sign every year, you know, typically on a regular year. And so right now, the Virgo and Pisces polarity or, you know, the Virgo and Pisces axis, it's being spotlighted on the day of this full moon. And the second time when this this same polarity is under spotlight would be during Pisces sun season uh, on the Virgo full moon. But right now, sun is in Virgo, moon will be in Pisces on the 2nd of September. Um, And that'll be at 10 degrees. So just meaning that the light of the virgo sign is going to be shining a spotlight on the pisces moon you can't have a full moon of one without the other like it really is both and when it comes to the polarity you can't just talk about the pisces and you can't you know we can't talk about virgo season without speaking about pisces as well because they're so interconnected by the fact that they like oppose each other in this lovely way so we've spoken a little bit about virgo already Um, so what is hiding within Pisces that can be highlighted during this full moon and maybe encouraged to come to the surface, to maybe balance out all the Virgo that's going on. Um, I feel like it's really an escape from the day to day on the Pisces full moon, like in Virgo season, there's this intent focus on goals, getting things done, making things better, improvement, self-improvement, seeing tangible results and all that stuff. So on this full moon, it would be the perfect day to give yourself an escape for all that. Just take a breather. Remember that, you know, zoom out that at the end of the day, we're floating around on a ball of earth in the middle of endless nothingness, just blackness with a little bit of stars here and there. Pisces resides within that nothingness and Pisces also resides within the everything. It really is everything and can also get swept away and lost and forget human stuff virgo never forgets human stuff in fact human stuff plagues virgo's mind day by day minute by minute like did i remember to do that did i spell that right where's this person right now are they safe like should i have said this or should i have said this instead but pisces full moon just gives us this one really beautiful day in the middle of virgo season um to say well maybe none of that really matters right now like i'll just go for a surf or a walk or a swim or i'll meditate or i'll lose myself in netflix or listen to some dreamy music that just takes me to another planet or just do some doodling or chat to a friend about the meaning of life for five hours straight and forget to pick the kids up from school okay just kidding don't do that but you know what i mean on a less joking note pisces contains within it the universal love and awareness that we are all one so even the people that you don't like and even the parts of you that you wish were just a little bit better pisces archetype has within it the energy of the all-encompassing forgiveness and acceptance you know for diversity our differences being what makes us special and whatnot uh, my sister who i know i speak about a lot but she's you know she's one of my best friends and she just happens to have some great Examples of astrology and human design that I can share knowing her quite well. Uh, She has a Pisces moon and so she is so selflessly loving. She's always been the kind hearted soul who's like, literally, like since she was four, since she was five, she's that one kid who will find the most isolated kid in her class and be their very best friend. Listen, truly listen to everything they have to say. Ask them questions, get to know them and keep them in her heart like her entire life that's the energy that we have available to us this full moon like find the most ignored isolated parts of yourself and befriend them it doesn't have to be some big ceremony you know pisces is just gonna pisces probably i don't know they're just gonna take that isolated part of yourself for a walk in nature or go get a coffee And just listen to what stories they have to share with an open heart, you know, forgiveness and acceptance of all these parts of yourself. So, of course, we need to speak about Mars. Uh, Mars is stationing retrograde on September 9 or 10, depending on your location in the world, at 28 degrees of Aries. Honestly, having Mars move through my first house so far um, hasn't been that bad. Uh, There's been a lot of repressed anger surfacing, but I dealt with it in a reasonably mature manner, um, somewhat. And since then, I've had this kind of massive bolt of confidence return to me as well that I think was kind of maybe repressed with the anger. Uh, But I am a bit interested to see what the retrograde from, you know, September until November brings to that particular area of my chart. The first house being all about, you know, your sense of self autonomy, the way you see yourself, the physical body. Um, yeah. So if you have any planets or important placements in your birth chart between 28 and 15 degrees, of Aries, Libra, Capricorn, or Cancer. These are the, so 28 to 15 degrees of Aries. Those are the retrograde degrees. And, you know, you can add a couple of extra degrees either side for luck. Um, so if you do have planets or placements at those those degrees, I said, um, this retrograde cycle might hit, hit you extra hard. And But it is, it's going to do its work on us all, this Mars retrograde. So Let's think about how to use this energy productively. Embrace a slower pace of action. You know, you might feel like you know exactly what you want to do and you want to just go ahead and do it. But it just feels like, you know, you're not getting anywhere. Like you keep kind of trying, 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 but, you know, something keeps stopping you. It's a snail pace, essentially, and it's going to be frustrating. So wherever you can, embrace the slower pace of action Um, or collective energy could be really low for the next few months. So if you want to, you know, prepare yourself, take immune boosting supplements and herbs. Now Mars rules the immune system in medical astrology too. And, you know, it makes sense that if our energy is low, our immune system is going to be lowered as well. Mars, Because Mars also rules the energy. Um, So do it preventatively. Echinacea, elder, raw garlic, thyme. Um, eat your veggies, eat your fruit, sleep and stay hydrated. Energy might be low, tempers may be a little bit inflamed during Mars retrograde. Um, things and details that were sort of skimmed over and ignored in a race to get things done earlier in the year. You, we might start to see things unraveling and causing a lot of you know, side effects or um, trouble now things just kind of start falling apart which you had sort of just like done a rush job on rush done a rushed job on earlier in the last year so you know you can think about this in your life what have you rushed through in the last couple of months or even throughout the whole year and where could you maybe stand to go um go back and dot the i's cross the t's as mars retrograde begins to avoid all these gaps starting to show up when it is too late or when it becomes a bigger problem than it needs to be. You know, we get to be prepared here as astrologers. We get to know what's coming. Um, And I'm almost certain Mars has a few surprises in store for us, no doubt, but get your energy right, get your ducks in order, call in that Virgo and be as precise in your plans as you can and have a lovely Virgo-approved contingency plan too. And then take care of your physical body, do the prep work, and it's just going to feel a lot easier. Uh, What else? So Mercury, the planet of communication and intellect, it's in Libra from the 5th of September uh, for most of the month of September. So this adds an element of maybe diplomacy to our communication with other people which will hopefully help balance out all the Mars fire. Um, But it will be in a sign-based square to that Mars in Aries, which basically means a sign-based square basically means that, you know, the sign Libra is square or 90 degrees to Aries. So even though they'll only be exactly square for like a few days, um, throughout the whole month, they're going to be kind of squaring off in a sense. So there might be a bit of a clash between these two energies as well, but hopefully we can integrate them and use them both. Um, there's in the Mercury and Libra archetype, there's this willing willingness to fight and speak up for injustice too. And this is going to be really present this month, like more and more people noticing what has maybe become unfair, what has become unbalanced in society and where we might have once been silent about it, uh, you know, this month, it's a time where we might feel that call to bring a voice to it, especially because there is that, that Mars in Aries fighter action, warrior action, standing up for what's wrong and standing up for myself action, uh, going on with the square between these two signs. So, um, yeah, just this month, we might, Feel a call to bring a voice to injustice, to unfairness. You know we've we've spoken about it all the time on this podcast. The world is shifting, the world is evolving. These are the years of change. We're in the process of destroying systems that were really built upon the assumption of lack, um, that there's not enough for everyone, and so that is why we're seeing such imbalance. There is, there is not like there actually isn't lack, um, but powerful people believe that there is. And so they've adjusted those Libra scales of the world to forever tip in their favor. And as a result, um, most other people sort of don't, don't do so well. There's imbalance. There's you know i feel like we always get here um but you know what i mean like look at anything um any system that exists now we're seeing it cannot function in the new paradigm because lack is no longer a universal rule it changed actually a long time ago um it stopped being a universal rule and abundance took over um but humans we haven't adjusted yet and we're moving into the new worldview of systems built upon there being more than enough for everyone Um, and more and more people are waking up to it and seeing the truth that lack and scarcity, uh, lies, but it just feels so uncomfortable to have your beliefs adjusted. So there really is a lag, uh, in between the people who are waking up to seeing that and the people who are still, um, and within individuals too. Like, you know, even though I can, on an intellectual level, tell myself every day, like, you know, scarcity doesn't exist. It's a, um just a something that we've created as humans but then it's another thing to try and tell my nervous system that that just like freaks out um do you know what I mean and so in Libra like because it feels so uncomfortable to have your beliefs be worked upon be be adjusted to change this way that's why Libra has this indecisive quality to it do I stay with what i know and what I know is safe the nervous system just assuming that what is is safe because it's what we've become adjusted to or do i take a risk and open up into the new and unknown and these are the conversations and intellectual thoughts floating around this month <clears throat> wherever you feel called to you know call out whatever justice or imbalance you know that that is the mercury in libra um energy working with you and yeah, with it being in that sign-based square to Mars, try and have those conversations wherever possible with the grace and dignity and diplomacy of Libra, or we might find ourselves in some pretty serious Mars in Aries blow-ups. Yeah, it'll be fun. Okay, so I think that's where I'm going to leave you today. I've been talking for a while. I'm starting to lose my voice. That's always when I know it's time to stop and let somebody else talk. Um, There is more that I want to speak on about September, but As always, I feel like you've got a lot of good stuff to ponder and work with, and we'll chat about the Virgo new moon and the transition into Libra season and all the other later in the month stuff later in the month. So if you enjoy this podcast, please leave me a rating review on iTunes or screenshot this episode for your Instagram story and tag me as you listen. I'm always going to write back and have a little chat with you. I love nothing more than connecting with you guys. Um, I'm a little podcast and, you know, really appreciate any love you give and any sharing that you can do. It warms my projector soul, makes me feel so seen, so recognized, you know, you fellow projectors know that is all we crave. Okay. I love you so much, so much and have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next week.